What's up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my parents' kitchen. This is season two, episode twenty nine of Joshua's Proximity. This is the last episode of season two. We have had so many sights and sounds from season two, man. Uh, I've I've seen tremendous growth. I finally started adding video to Joshua's Proximity. So if you listen on Apple Podcasts or Obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, just continue just to check me out on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, whichever one is, is fine for you. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into episode 29. All right, so I first want to start out, what is some of you guys' New Year's goal, New Year's resolution? What's some things that you've been thinking about this year uh, heading into 2022, man? Uh, to me personally... I got two things that I just want to buy by, man. Faithfulness and investment, man. This year, I want to be faithful in everything that I do, man. Not saying that I'm not faithful, you know, when it comes to my fiance or uh, my work or anything like that. But I just want to continue just to trust God and just certain avenues in my life, man. Um, because sometimes things may look like one thing, but it, it, it'll be a whole different thing. So I just got to stay faithful just within my whole life in general, whether that's tithes and offering, continue to be faithful for my, to my fiance, a faithful son, a faithful future husband, faithful cousin, brother, uh, uncle, whatever it is, man, and investments, man. Now, this is what I do believe last year um, that I saw a huge just growth on me just in general, my investment when it came to the stock market. Now, obviously, I'm not one of those guys that's a stock brokerage or anything like that. But I believe last year I invested heavily um, into the stock market, into a little bit, into the crypto. And I saw those benefits greatly uh, on last year. So I just want to continue to do that this year, man. Investing my time in my body, man. Got to get a little bit healthier, man. <laughs> I'm healthy. Don't get it wrong. But, you know, I just may need to tr- trim down a couple pounds, uh, investment in my time into my podcast, investment into time into uh, my fiance, investing time into my family, whatever the case may be. That's the two things I want to live by, man, this year, faithfulness and investment. So whether you have a New Year's resolution or not, man, just continue just to think upon that, man. It is the fifth day. As you can see, I'm wearing my Kappa Alpha size shirt, man. Noobs do it better if you don't know. It is our Founders Day, J5, so shout out to all the noops, all the cappers worldwide. Let's get it, baby. Um, Now, as many of you know, I played running back in, in college, okay? I played running back in high school, elementary school, whatever the case may be. But for some reason, my love has always been for the receiver position, whether that was with Steve Smith, um... Santana Moss, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, I have always just grown a liking to the receiver position. And my second favorite player of all time is Antonio Brown. Now, I know a lot of you guys already know what I'm about to say. He looks like a jackass, man. And I really do believe that he has a mental health issue. Now, I have a couple friends who are uh, within the police force, and they say that, yo, Josh, these are signs of mental health issues, and he is showing all of the traits of mental health issues. Now, we don't know what he was going through on the sideline. We don't know what the coaches said to him, um, but it is, there's there's a couple reports out. 
The first report is that Bruce Arians told Antonio Brown to go back in the game, and he just refused to go back in the game. So then they cut him right there on the sideline, and then that's when he took off his shirt and everything. And the other report was Antonio Brown stated that he did not feel like he was healthy enough to go back out on the field to go out there and produce at a high level because he doesn't want to hurt himself because, like we just stated earlier, investment, he's invested in his body, and he doesn't believe that he was at 100% to run routes against the Jets and everything. But either way it goes, he got cut from the team, and he cannot act out like that, man. Only thing he had to do with man was just just maybe take his helmet off on the sideline, be like, man, they let me go or anything like that. But throwing off your helmet, throwing off your shoulder pads, throwing your shirts off into the stands, your gloves off into the stands, I honestly and truthfully do not believe that he will get signed by another NFL team. Now, I might be wrong. This guy is a Hall of Fame football type of talent. I do believe that he will get into Hall of Fame, but that may, you know, that's going to be some years down the line. But it, his talent is undeniable. I mean, whether you want to look at the receptions, yards, he had the six straight seasons of over 100-plus catches, over 1,200 yards. The numbers do not lie. This guy is a Hall of Fame talent, and he still is producing at a high level. You saw it when he came back against the Panthers, 10 receptions, 120 yards. I went to that game with my fiance. And he was virtually just unguardable. The talent is still there. But when it comes to him as a person, he's just not there. The talent is there, but him as a person, he's just not there. Now, if it was my team and I'm looking to make a championship run, I'm I'm not going to give him a look. I was about to say I might give him a look, but I'm going to put my bias aside. I don't. You can't have him on the team, man. I think his career in the NFL is officially over. Antonio Brown, man, uh, man, he's still one of my favorite players of all time. I just, I can't get with that, that extraness, man. You know, look at me, look at me, throwing your hands up in the air. Look at me, look at me, bye. Nah, I'm not with that. But let's just go ahead and just change topics just a little bit. So a couple of weeks ago, um, episode 25, just to be exact, we gave out our midseason awards, and it is coming down to the last week of the NFL season. And this is what my my midseason awards look like. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase. Defensive Rookie of the Year, uh, Michael Parsons. Defensive Player of the Year is Trayvon Diggs. Offensive Player of the Year was Cooper Cup. Coach of the Year was Cliff Kingsbury. And the MVP midseason was Tom Brady. So, let me just go ahead and reveal my final MVP, not MVP, but my final awards for the regular season. I still believe that the Offensive Rookie of the Year is Jamar Chase. What he has displayed the last two weeks shows that he is a once-in-a-lifetime talent at the receiver position. Now, I was right. I'm not going to hold you. I was right saying that the, that the Bengals needed to select him because he was everything that Joe Burrow needed in the offense, there was actually the 31st ranked offense last year before they drafted Jamar Chase, and they got to be at least top five without me even looking at numbers. I know they're top five this year without a question. So offensive rookie of the year, Jamar Chase. Defensive rookie of the year is still Michael Parsons. My defensive player of the year is actually going to be T.J. Watt. He is one sack away from breaking the NFL record held by Michael Strahan. Yes, he did not do it in 16 games. 
But 17 games, he plays the the Ravens next. He's going to have a field day with them. He might have two sacks, two, maybe two and a half sacks. So uh, he'll he'll end up breaking that record. My coach of the year. Oh, no, no, no. My offensive player of the year is still Cooper Cup. He dominated my fantasy league. He was the, the major reason why I won my back-to-back two-time uh, fantasy football championship, man, won $700. Ay, so Cooper Cup Offensive Player of the Year. My coach of the year, I'm going to have to go with the Bengals head coach, man. When you look at what they have done just literally in one year, they picked up Jamar Chase. They go from 4-11 and to winning the AFC North to potentially jumping all the way to the number one seed, if not the number two seed. Without a doubt, it is definitely the Bengals head football coach. And my MVP, it's hard to debate it. Uh, I try to debate it with a couple of my homeboys, but it's just undeniable. It's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, with all the uh, off-seasons uh, mayhem that he had this year, you know, him talking about some he might retire and uh, his performance last year put a nail in the, the GM's prospect and all that stuff, without a doubt, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers, man. I think he's played outstanding this year. He deserves MVP. He is they, they're the number one team in the NFL, number one seed in the NFC. So without a doubt, Aaron Rodgers wins his his back-to-back MVP championship, just like I won my not championship back-to-back MVP trophy, just like I won my fantasy football season back-to-back. Um, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit college football, y'all. Georgia versus Alabama, Monday. A rematch of the SEC championship game, and I don't think that Georgia would do it. I just don't think that their quarterback is able to over overcome that Alabama defense. Alabama is just too good. Nick Saban, man, there's just nothing you can do with him. He's going to out-scheme you. His players are going to come prepared. His players are going to come ready to play football, and they're going to win this game. So back-to-back. Alabama, they go back-to-back as well. So I like Bama in this game 20, nah, 35-30, to 30, Bama over Georgia. Um, Let's just go ahead and just change topics real quick. We have some great football on this week. There are still two spots in the AFC currently available for the wild card. Uh, and there's one more spot in the NFC for the wild card spot. But other than that, the NF- NFC and the AFC teams are already set. You got the Chiefs. You got the Titans. You have the Patriots. You have the Bills. And you got the Bengals all in the AFC. And the NFC, you got the Bucks. You got the Rams. You got the Cardinals. You got the Cowboys. You got the Packers. You got the Eagles. And the other team... Uh, the other spot is the open wild card, but right now it's the 49ers. On the AFC right now is the Chargers and the and the Colts. So I don't believe that those teams will move out of the NFC or the AFC spots. Um, but, man, let, let's just go ahead and just get to the matchups real quick. Chiefs versus the Broncos. I believe that the Chiefs will end up winning. They might clinch the number one seed in the AFC. That's still yet to be seen. Cowboys versus Eagles. I like the Eagles in this matchup. Washington versus the Giants. I like Washington football team. Bengals versus the Browns. I believe the Bengals will rest their starters coming the second half. So I like the Browns in this matchup. Steelers versus the Ravens. 
I like the Steelers in this matchup. Packers versus the Lions. Packers are going to rest their starters second half. So Packers. Colts versus the Jags. It's a must win for the new the Indianapolis Colts. So I like the Colts in this matchup. Titans versus the Texans. I like the Titans. They got to win this matchup to, to solidify the number one seed. Uh, Seahawks, Cardinals. Cardinals in this matchup. Panthers versus Bucks. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 49ers versus the Rams. I like the 49ers in this game. Matthew Stafford. We know what he is. We know what he's not. We know what he is. 49ers in this matchup. Bears versus the Vikings. I like the Vikings in this matchup. Saints versus the Falcons. Saints in this matchup. Jets versus the Bills. Bills. Patriots versus the Dolphins. Dolphins in this matchup. Chargers versus the Raiders. I like the Chargers in this matchup. But let's talk about my dreadful five, man. And it's finally time to reveal my Joshua's Proximity NFL Hierarchy and my Dreadful Five. All right, so first let's go ahead and let's jump to Dreadful Five. And number five, we have the Carolina Panthers, man. This team, I am a Panthers fan, but I'm also subjective. Uh, we really suck. That's just the bottom line. It's, it's Obviously, it's a quarterback issue, but our offense, we're just not the same. Christian McCaffrey, I think that we have to go in this draft – and draft another running back, man. As much as I love Christian McCaffrey, he cannot stay healthy. We got to draft another another running back in this matchup. Um, the number four worst team in the NFL is the Houston Texans. The Texans need everything. They need a quarterback. They need a receiver. They got a couple running backs. Their defense is atrocious, and they just flat out stink. Number three, the Jets. Now, the Jets, they put up a, a, a huge and a great fight against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they just cannot close it. Um, I think that they, they have the right head coach in Robert Sala. He coached them well, coached them hard. They just got to pull out certain wins, man. Their defense still lot, lacks a lot of talent. Offensively, they still stink. Um, the second worst team in the NFL is the Detroit Lions. Now, they have found something – with, uh, I think his name is St. Paul or something like that, number 14 for the Detroit Lions. He, he, he's a baller. So, number two, I like the Lions. Number one, the worst team in the NFL currently is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They need a head coach, first of all. First and foremost, they need a head coach. They have got to run the football. James Robinson, he just tore his Achilles. Hopefully, he comes back next year better than ever. They need some more receivers. They need a whole. They just need a whole another offense, man. They got their quarterback of the future. Offensive line is terrible. Defense, the back end is terrible. Uh, that is the worst team currently in the National Football League. Let's go ahead and get to my top ten. At number ten, we got the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts, they can run the football. They can do everything that you want. I think that they are a scary team heading into the playoffs. Number nine, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they don't have any receivers. They got Mike Evans, but he's kind of nursing a hamstring injury. They got Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown. We just talked about that situation with him. Um, but they have no receivers, and their defense is still lacking. They gave up a lot of points against the Jets, so that's very concerning. Number nine, the Bucks. Number eight, the Tennessee Titans. I'm not putting a lot of stock in them, even if they get the number one seed. No, they got to show me more. They got to show me more. Ryan Tannehill, he has to show me more. Uh, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, 
He hasn't played. Is he going to play? Is he healthy? Their defense can give you some points, but that offense is, is shaky none the least. Number seven, the Chargers. Now, this team is as inconsistent as they come. Uh, the Chargers, they have the quarterback of the future. They have great offensive weapons, but their defense, man, sometimes they can just not get off the field on third downs. They're very, very inconsistent. They're either really, really high or, or really, really low. So I got them at number seven. Number six, the Arizona Cardinals. They just beat the Cowboys in Dallas. Kyler Murray, they might have to face them again next week in a wild card. So I like the Cardinals, man. They, they're playing good defense. They got to get James Conner back so he can run the football effectively. But I like the Cardinals in this matchup. Number five, I like the Can Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, when you look at them, they are a complete team. They lost to the Bengals, but they put up a, a, a strong fight. Um, there are no more victories in sports, but I like the Kansas City Chiefs at number five. And number four, I got to go with the Rams, man. I'm not a big fan of Matthew Stafford. Mm, voice just cracked a little bit. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Matthew Stafford. But their, their talent is undeniable on the offensive side, man. Their defense has got to get better. There's no reason why they should allow 19 points to the battered Ravens. It just does not make any sense to me. Number four, the Rams. Number three, the Cincinnati Bengals. They have an MVP type of quarterback right now in Joe Burrow. He's playing out of his mind. He's almost over, over 5,000 total yards. He will probably hit 5,000 passing yards on this week coming up against the against the Browns. Um, but the Bengals, man, they're just playing ter terrific football. They can score on anybody. Their defense is a little shaky, but they have the offensive weapons to compete with anybody. Number two, the New England Patriots. They just whoop. They just whoop the Jacksonville Jaguars, fifty-nine to ten. This is not college. These are professional men. And they beat them 59 to 10. So, number two, the Patriots. And number one, the Green Bay Packers, man. Aaron Rodgers, MVP. Defense is playing well. I believe that they just got Jair Alexander back. Barring anything COVID-related, this team, I believe, will be in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, um, like I said, man, this concludes the last episode of Season 2 of Joshua's Proximity, Episode 29. Appreciate you, man. I'm looking forward to this new year, new me, new podcast, better podcast. Josh Sparks Simony, we out, baby.